I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Welcome back to the Align Podcast with your host, Aaron Alexander. Today, I had the opportunity to talk to nutritional expert, Mr. Evan Brand from Not Just Paleo. We had a phenomenal conversation. We got into everything from what in the world are adaptogenic herbs and how they can help you find homeostasis in your body, aka balance. We got into actionable steps on how to reduce stress right now, uh, and in general, how to be a better human being. Conversation was super fun, started off pretty fact-based, and then as we got on, it started to get a bit deeper, which is always so fun for me. Diet's okay, but it's not the miracle that everybody's acting like. Everybody should know what adaptogens are. It's so funny. Once you have something in your brain and somebody doesn't know it, you're like, what? Drugs may have a place. But there's so many other preventative measures that you can do. Again, I thank you in advance for your comments, your shares, your subscription, and your participation in this show. We can't do it without you, and it means the world to me to read your comments. Enjoy the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, you'll find hundreds of absolutely free videos on functional movement, self-care, how to get the most out of your body. I have the blog that I pour my soul into as we get into all sorts of fun, actionable tips on how to get stronger, faster, and generally better at life. Uh, I offer online coaching, which is fantastic. We work on optimal performance, be it mobility, be it speed, be it strength, and whatever it is that you need to get the most out of your body, we will get into it. As well, check out the self-care kit, where it is small enough to fit underneath the car seat in your vehicle and big enough to pack a punch of a physical therapist and a massage therapist on any road trip or any living room that you will ever live in. Again, I appreciate your guys' participation. Thank you so much. Enjoy. And here we go with Mr. Evan Brand. Podcast. Is there any natural sources of probiotics, ferments, or anything like that that you would suggest to clients or patients of yours, or what, what do you suggest with that? Natural sources of probiotics? Yeah, I would say the dirt. Just go play in the dirt. Dig your <laughs> bare hands and feet in the dirt. Right. Um, you can get some organic potting soil and put that in a pot and play with that, but um, you know, good bacteria is everywhere. Uh, it's not always something that has to be purchased. That's the easiest way, um, just exposing yourself to the natural world, the natural environment, staying away from hospitals and sick places like that as much as possible to avoid any bad bacteria, especially the antibiotic-resistant kind that are going to be killing millions of people in the next 50 years. Um, but then, of course, you can go the other route of, you know, you can drink some kombucha if you're into that or um you can do some of the cap, the capsulated probiotics. Uh, there's a couple different green drinks out there that have probiotics added to them. So I mean, there's a few different ways. Okay, and then so so obviously the the gut, you know, they call it the the second brain, and it's interlaced with millions of neurons, and you know, and it's fully an extension of you know how we're feeling it, mentally, physically, emotionally. Was there what was happening with you in regards to the IBS and emotional existence? What was happening there? Yeah, I was pretty poor. Uh, was generally just pretty negative, actually, you know, with my thinking. And I didn't realize that that wasn't really me. That was sort of my result of the sort of the food mood connection being disrupted. I didn't have any of the raw materials necessary to make the neurotransmitters, you know, your brain chemicals to make you feel good. So uh, my mood was pretty poor, man, and uh, just generally pretty depressed. And a lot of that could come from different things, whether it's like low self-worth, you know, things that happened in your childhood. I mean, it's really a multifaceted issue for for us to get into, but definitely the food mood connection is, is definitely a real and, and key player in healing your brain and just feeling better. And that kind of gets me into this. I always have like this, this ongoing question or quandary of like, what, you know, is it the chicken or the egg? Like what, 
I, I, I try to do multi-pronged approach with everybody. You know, this, it is your relationships, you know, it is, it is your job. It is the organization of your life. It is your physical movement. It is your nutrition. It is everything, you know? And I think oftentimes, you know, individuals as specialists, we like, oh, it's absolutely a lack of, you know, 5-HTP or, you know, whatever it is. And I think that oftentimes people miss miss the, the, the grander picture of, of, you know, more of that holistic approach. And so was, was there anything, one particular thing, obviously for you it was nutrition. Was, was nutrition kind of the thing that steered you back to a more homeostasis than most, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, nutrition's a big part, of course, but for me, I just, I love supplements. You know, I have a history um, working for a supplement company. I was head of research and development and product formulation, so I mean, I geek out on making supplements, whether it's adaptogenic herb complexes or different nutraceuticals. I mean, I geek out on that stuff, so for me, that is sort of my fun place. Like, my happy place in the world is to be in the supplement aisle of, like, a big a big store, you know? Yeah, me too. I mean, I just, I'm like, oh, yes. And <laughs> so for me, that's kind of the fun next step, man. I mean, once you have diet, diet is okay. I mean, that's kind of why I call my show not just paleo. I mean, diet's okay, but it's not the miracle that everybody's acting like. So yeah. I really sort of use targeted supplementation on myself. So whether that's going to be adding in something like rhodiola to help with stress I'm actually, you know, I'm moving cross country. I just told you in a couple of weeks, so I'm actually pumping about 500 milligrams of rhodiola per day uh, to help out with the stress response, and mm. then I'll sort of add in some other things when I get back home. And I'm always tweaking stuff, man. I'm always pulling different things out of the cabinet, but uh, that's sort of my, I don't know, that's my domain. I'm like a, a, a what do you call it, a vitamin healer or something, a vitamin shaman. Sure. <laughs> And then, the, so, so rhodiola, that is an example of an adaptogen. That's something that I just, in the last year or so, I've been really starting to get more, more intrigued by adaptogens. Um, can you tell listeners, A, like what the heck is an adaptogen? Because I, I think it's a pretty small percentage of people that actually know what that is. And then what's, what are good sources or, or you know, resources for that? <laughs> yeah, you make a good point. I always assume that that everybody should know what adaptogens are. It's so funny. Once you have something in your brain and somebody doesn't know it, you're like, what? But uh, adaptogens are great. Essentially, you hear the word adapt in there. That means just to – it's something that can help your body adapt to different situations. So whether that's temperature variance, you're going to be exposed to hot and cold temperatures, which is a stressor and can overwhelm your body and your nervous system, or if you're going to be under significant emotional or physical stress, uh, like moving cross-country or being a CrossFit athlete or whatever it is, adaptogens can help your body respond to these situations. Uh, rhodiola is a root it is a plant that is actually it's pretty beautiful. It's got like some little yellow flowers on it, and it mostly grows in very cold and rocky climates, Siberia, Russia, places like that where the weather just sucks. And these people have been using rhodiola for hundreds if not thousands of years to help them get through the winter. And it has a really potent sort of tonic effect, meaning that it's – stronger over the long term. So it's not something you're going to feel immediately like a shot of espresso. It's something that you're going to feel more long term. You know, you're taking it for a month or two months, something like that. Um, although you do get benefit in the short term as well. Uh, so rhodiola root is just one common adaptogen that I use for people in my health practice to help recover burnt out moms and uh, you know, especially uh, I have some guys that have worked in the police department and they're extremely burnt out. Rhodiola is super helpful for them uh, just for their job and off-the-clock work. Um, and then also there's other categories of adaptogens. There's some things like uh, smart drugs that are kind of tied in and can kind of relate, but I mostly like to stick to herbs. Uh, ashwagandha is another great herb. Uh, that has an adaptogenic effect, and I actually use that a lot for patients that have thyroid issues because uh, ashwagandha can help some of your thyroid hormone function and help the conversion and things like that. So those are just two of my favorites. And then with that, you know, something that I, I, I personally try and get as much, if not everything, from natural whole food resources, you know, as opposed to getting too much into to you know, separating different supplements out. I think sometimes that can be kind of a slippery slope. You know, I, I know that you have in, in your show, you always play that, this song from, uh, what's the guy, the guy's name's Kolokai? 
from Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. I used to do Kaloe Kai. Yeah, I Kaloe Kai, the, yeah. Uh, the green, yeah, come in from the green. Right, yeah. So I, I lived in Hawaii for five years, and, and one of the things that they did out there was they uh, they brought mongoose in to, to kill off these snakes, right? So it was like, oh, we'll bring the mongoose in, the snakes, which are eating all the whatevers, so they'll, 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 get, they'll get eaten off. And they found out that they actually operate at different times of the day, one of which is nocturnal, the other one's not. You know, so now it's like, all right, now we have, you know, these snakes and these mongoose and all that. Like, is there something that, is, is there a degree where we kind of have to, is it a slippery slope of getting into all these different adaptogens and all these various different supplements? Or, or is, do you think it's, like, what do people need to be aware of with that? Well, I mean, my main issue is the sourcing country. Um, I would not touch... I mean, there's certain people that say, oh, the Chinese know how to do things best when it comes to some of these Chinese medicine and herbal remedies. But in my opinion, uh, China is ruining the world with their pollution. And uh, that stuff's going to affect us all on, on, on the planet, you know. But specifically, I would stay away from anything that comes out of China due to heavy metal toxicity. Mm. Um, a lot of herbs and plants have the ability to uptake different things out of the soil that's just the way they work and you pop a capsule and boom you could be consuming heavy metals a lot of companies do heavy metal testing and they'll assure you that the results are safe but to be honest i always just look for 100 percent organic herbs as much as possible okay and then another so i'm i'm super intrigued by just the whole stress topic in the last just last year i actually for the first time i uh, had an anxiety attack woohoo you know it was, <laughs> it's yeah it sucks it was it was really it was quite magical man like as it was happening I was literally, I was talking to myself, I was like, man, if I make it through this, I'm going to blog about this. This is going to be amazing, you know, but I was like, just hope I don't die. <laughs> right. It, you know? Dude, it's it's scary for sure. I mean, you could feel like you're you're going to die, you know? So. so is that something that you've experienced before then? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, I've had a handful of anxiety, panic moments, whatever you want to call them, and a lot of it's... There's a lot of different reasons behind that, if that's sort of what you were alluding to that you wanted to go into. Um, one of the big reasons is people just don't take care of their blood sugar. And I'm guilty of this myself. I get stuck on the computer and I skip a meal. And there's a lot of people into intermittent fasting. I think it's a beneficial thing for the right person, but the right person is few and far between. And the 95% of other people should not be doing it because they're too stressed already. Right. And fasting is a stressor that raises cortisol. Yeah. So um, where am I going with that? So blood sugar, <laughs> you, have to eat, you have to eat meals, I'd say every four to five hours. You want to be eating and keeping your blood sugar stable with good quality sources of fat and protein. If you don't, uh, that can trigger anxiety in itself. Of course, there's the emotional, spiritual aspect too. Uh, but I personally, I've triggered my anxiety attacks from uh, skipping meals, just having very low blood sugar. I start getting shaky, irritable, and then sometimes I can kind of transition into full-blown panic. And um, there's definitely some things you can do uh, if you wanted to go into that to sort of bring yourself down and may even go as far as to say prevent or cure uh, panic episodes, but uh, you got to keep your blood sugar stable. Okay, and then I I, I do want to go into that with with keeping blood sugar stable. Um, you know, is that obviously you know everyone knows about like glycemic index and and, and terms like that. Is there something beyond just eating every five hours? Because likely, if you're eating candy every five hours, that's not going to really be super beneficial for your blood sugar. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, like I mentioned, you want to make sure you're getting an adequate amount of protein and fat. So whether it's going to be like a grass-fed beef stick and a piece of raw cheese or, I mean, I even enjoy a little bit of sugar in the form of like some pineapple or berries and you can add some meat to that little meal. But getting a real food source is your best bet. Um, as far as the other sort of supplemental treatment methods, magnesium is super helpful. You can pump about a gram of magnesium citrate. Uh, I wouldn't go much more than a gram because you'll run to the bathroom and uh, have a pretty fun experience there. Uh, so, so I would stick to about a gram of magnesium citrate. You can also do magnesium glycinate. So if you feel like you're panicking or you're going to – you can just feel it all day in your nervous system that you're heading towards a panic episode, go ahead and pump that gram of magnesium and that will definitely take you down from say a 7 to a 4. 
Um, and then you could also be doing some of the rhodiola root, and that could be just overall reducing the load on your nervous system. And then you could do some more of the, I guess, the esoteric stuff, the music, the meditation. Um, I like sensory deprivation tanks, things like that. Yeah, I think one of the things that people end up neglecting the most with with you know stress is like what is stress? You know, stress comes in so many different forms. You know, I think that you know, there's good stressors and there's bad stressors, and but I think oftentimes we think of stress as like the really very obvious things. You know, it's like if you know I'm broke and I got to pay rent, like I'm, I'm I'm stressed out. You know, but I think there's there's so many different stressors in our lives that we we don't really give the credit that's, that's due to them. And that, that was the, the case for me where I had all this stuff going on that I, it was like really cool. You know, so I'm speaking at this event. It's amazing. And, you know, I have this interview with the thing and like, you know, I'm like exercising really, really hard, you know, like all these things that I would find to be really fantastic. And then all of a sudden at a deeper level, apparently, um, it was really freaking me out. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, man. It doesn't matter what you're, what you're doing, whether it's good for you and it's fun, your nervous system is going to respond with the same ancient system no matter what. You know, a good stress is a stress. A bad stress is a stress. You know, your body has a hard time trying to distinguish between those. I mean, even for me too, man, being overbooked, knowing that I have three podcasts in a row and two coaching calls after that and I have to write a blog article for tomorrow and then blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's so easy to get overwhelmed with all that and I just got to go take a walk. And that's what I did. I had a call right before this one. I went for a walk in between. Yeah. And that was enough to keep me sane, you know. So it's about creating and cultivating a lifestyle where stress management is built in, as opposed to just waiting until it's too late and you have a panic attack. Oh, now I'm going to take action, you know. Right. And no, oh, now I'm going to take a vacation. No, you don't. You shouldn't need a vacation. Just build something into. I mean, I love vacations, but build. <laughs> Build something into your lifestyle to where you don't have to boil over and then take the vacation. Does that think, does that make sense? Completely, one hundred percent. You know, and, and 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 literally in the last maybe like couple of years or so, I've gotten more involved with more of like this like real person, like normal person lifestyle of like creating this business and you're know, going through all these different steps. That it's like before I didn't even, I was. I was always working, you know, but it was never to the same degree that, you know, that I, that I've been taking it and creating now it's become so immensely important to maintain those sacred times of the day, you know, and maintain like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to go play volleyball. I'm going to go dance. I'm going to go, you know, like my morning routine become, has become massively important. Getting to bed at the right time has become massively important, you know, and all these different things I think Again, it's kind of the same same thing we're we're, we're saying is it's just people neglect these little details, and eventually it, it does add up, and eventually there will be an implosion or an explosion or however it ends up manifesting. You know, so it's, yeah, I think it's super super important to be thinking about again beyond nutrition is so crucial, but also just like take your shoes off and you go stand in some grass in the sun for a while and just like take the headphones out for a second, even though the podcasts are great, you know, but like. Give yourself some time just to be a human. <laughs> yeah, amen, dude. I hear you. I was guilty of that yesterday. I went to the gym and I took my headphones with me in about 30 seconds of listening to music. I'm like, God, this is so annoying. <laughs> take, take out my headphones and open up the windows in the gym. Right. It's a pretty small gym here at my complex. And open up the windows and now I'm listening to the birds and it's just me with my breath. I'm like, God, this is so much better. And there are certain times where I'll depend on music and use music as a tool. But, I mean, especially yesterday, I was like, this is so retarded and annoying. <laughs> Nobody even knows that this is, like, blasting. And I'm just doing this to myself. Like, this is kind of rude to my nervous system. So I turned it off. Sure. And I, I, I definitely want to get into your thoughts on nature and all that as well. But I want to stay on topic with the nutrition stuff. One of the things that... Um, when I had my, my freak out, my panic attack, I uh, called my brother up, you know, you call, you know, people who care about, and he had mentioned uh, getting uh, beta blockers and not, he, he didn't say I should get beta blockers, but he was saying like, you know, something that's, that's something that people sometimes do with like performance anxiety or something like that. Have you done any research into that? And I know that actually there is quite a bit of, of uh, research that says they're, they're quite horrendous for you as well. So. Uh, they're horrible for you. Don't have any personal experience with them. Uh, not that it's my goal. I'm not a doctor, but I have got people off of uh, different prescriptions like that. And that whole category of 
drugs may have a place, but there's so many other preventative measures that you can do. I mean, magnesium is a natural beta blocker, you know, Mm -hmm. so I would much prefer to go that route and say that you don't have a beta blocker deficiency that's causing panic. You have a stress management deficiency or whatever, and that's the real issue, you know, so I try to stay away from those as much as possible, man, because it's a very slippery slope, and, I mean, there's people that die from them, you know, so plain and simple. Is there anything else as far as natural natural supplements? Magnesium is one. Is there anything else that you can think of that's in that, that, that realm of natural beta blockers? I mean, magnesium is the one that I have the most experience with. I mean, there's other stuff that's good for your heart just in general. I mean, a couple amino acids like arginine is real good. Um, Carnitine is another good amino acid. I personally haven't used these specifically for like heart issues or, or panic in general. But I mean, I know that, you know, some of the research in amino acids I've done for um, like workout supplements, workout supplements and maybe even some energy drinks are commonly going to have some of the arginine and carnitine in there to basically help out because most energy drinks are so unhealthy with the amount of caffeine that sort of a preventative measure. I don't know if I'd say against the lawsuits or whatever, but they don't want to kill people by cranking you up too much. So they'll throw in some taurine, maybe some arginine, and maybe some carnitine to kind of counteract, say, three, 400 milligrams of caffeine. Okay. And then one of the other obvious ones that people look into with stress is uh, GABA. Are you? Can you get into that a little bit? Sure. So, I mean, GABA is an amino acid that's produced in your brain. Uh, it's the calming neurotransmitter. If people have or if people haven't heard of the blood-brain barrier, it's something that babies don't have that adults do have. And this is sort of, uh, you know, picture your fist and then picture putting your hand over top of your fist. The hand over top of the fist is the blood-brain barrier, and it's supposed to protect toxins and things from getting in there. If you have a good blood-brain barrier, meaning you have low food toxins, you're not eating a bunch of inflammatory foods, uh, the pastas and the breads and things like that, Uh, Your blood-brain barrier should be good enough and solid enough, so to speak, that GABA does not work for you and does not relieve anxiety or stress. Uh, A lot of people can take about a gram of GABA and notice that it does calm them out. That's an okay thing that it does calm you out, but that is sort of a a sign that your blood-brain barrier is not intact and that there's more toxins entering the brain. So GABA shouldn't work for you. But what you can do is you can take the amino acid that's sort of the precursor, sort of the the manufacturer for GABA, and that's Mm. L-theanine. You can take about 100 or 200 milligrams of L-theanine. The particular patented brand that's well-researched is called Sun-theanine. It's just like a particular form of it, but you could just drink some green tea too. You could drink some matcha tea, which is a baby green tea leaf drink, uh, preferably organic. And that has plenty of theanine, which is going to help boost your GABA levels naturally. So I honestly try to stay away from GABA supplementation straight away uh, because what you could do is downregulate it by basically like, – same, same thing with testosterone. You know, your, your, your balls are going to shrink and you're going to quit making testosterone if you're taking it. Um, but you could take something like DHEA and zinc that are going to help manufacture testosterone and you'll get better results and safer results. Right. Absolutely. Cool, man. I appreciate that. And then another thing I can get back to like tinkering, can one tinker too much? When people get supplements like the 5-HTP or, or, or getting like, like melatonin or something like that, is that it's kind of a similar subject to what you are saying before, like better to get the precursor too than just go straight for the exogenous Definitely. You can right? completely screw yourself up with tinkering with amino acids if you don't know what you're doing. I encourage people to be careful and to cycle if they're going to mess with amino acids. I mean, even 5-HTP, you got to be careful. People that are bipolar or have like schizophrenia, I mean, that stuff can just make you go nuts, can make you lose your mind. I personally took, uh, I was doing some experimentation on myself with same, same E, you know, it's like a capital S-A-M-E. That's sort of a, it's an amino acid as well. And I felt like I was going nuts when I took it. Like I literally thought I was losing my mind and I never took it again. And that was just me doing my own 
that was me doing my own experimentation and I was like, wow, you have to be careful. Even though it's sold in the vitamin section, it is very powerful and if not more powerful than a prescription drug. In yeah. some cases, totally. I I get I get off on self experimentation in a big way. I'm 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 pretty much. I mean, continue, right now I could I could give you a list of all the different self experiments I'm doing. Have you do you have any stories of experiments going wrong? That was that was one of them. But anything else that's happened with you with that? <laughs> well, I don't know if it went wrong, so to speak. <laughs> but my dad, I tell this story about my dad and I. We went out to a a winery. And uh, I guess it was actually a vineyard where they actually make the grape or grow the grapes and make the wine there. But um, we took some phenobit, which is phenol GABA. So if you add a phenol group to GABA, that just means that it's more – it's able to cross the blood-brain barrier. So if somebody wants to take GABA, the phenol GABA, a.k.a. phenobit, that's P-H-E-N, phenobit. Some people call it phenobut something. Okay. You know, it's <laughs> kind of a weird word. But, but anyway – very dangerous if abused. Okay. Um, you can lead to severe withdrawals, severe panic attacks. You will not be able to sleep without it. Very, very, very potent and very dangerous if not respected. And uh, if used any more than I'd say twice a week, you know, I don't even use it more than once every six months, you know, just because it's so potent and dangerous. However, I still have it in my stash. My dad and I took some and we went to. Uh, a wine tasting and anything so alcohol for example let, let, let's back up just a little bit because this is getting kind of deep here um, so al- alcohol why is alcohol such a popular drug it's the most popularly and widely abused drug in the entire world why it boosts GABA it also messes with serotonin but it definitely increases GABA this is your calming neurotransmitter this is why after a beer or preferably a cider stay away from the gluten you're going to feel sort of relaxed maybe a little bit happier a little bit sillier that's sort of the boosting of GABA and serotonin that you're going to be doing we love to boost our GABA if you're going to be smoking cannabis you can do the same thing you can boost GABA levels very high Uh, Eventually, of course, those levels are going to come back down and you may feel worse than before. So anyway, I just wanted to lay that groundwork because any time that you mess with GABA receptors in the brain, especially if you're using a supplement to do that in the form of Finibit and you mix it with another GABA receptor antagonist such as alcohol, you intensify the effects. You intensify the effects. So go back to the story. We take the Finibit. We're feeling pretty good. And... I don't think I was 21 yet, but my dad was drinking wine, and he's pretty heavyweight when it comes to handling his his booze. And by the end of the wine tasting, I mean, he had a permagrin on. He was just like (laughs) – he looked like a little like Chinese man. You know, He was just smiling ear to ear. His eyes were barely open. It was just hilarious. And I'm like, Dad, I forgot to tell you, you know, alcohol – Plus Fanibit, it's like 10 times the effect. Like one shot equals like five shots. And, you know, he just started laughing and he didn't freak out too much about it. He handled it pretty well, but a very memorable experience and a really hilarious day that, that's, in, that's in my memories forever. Nice. Um, so I'm always curious, again, with the you know, experimentation and rituals and all that, do you have any, like, what's, what's, do you have a morning ritual of sorts or do you just kind of get up and have your have your paleo breakfast and go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess it depends, to be honest with you, man. If I'm feeling dedicated, yeah, I'll do a, a morning routine. If, if the weather's nice, I'll do a morning routine. I'll get up and go outside. I prefer to never wear a shirt. I'm actually wearing a shirt today, but I'll try to go outside without a shirt and just get the sunshine whenever it's there and go for a walk, listen to the birds. I love listening to birds. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do is to look at birds and listen to them. Um, so I'll do that, and I have been on this journey lately of not checking the email and staying away from social media. They're pretty evil. Yeah. I mean, I have to rely on them for my business, but it's a huge productivity killer. And so what I've been doing is to, if I need to write an article, like I had to write an article for someone this morning, I woke up and I went straight to that article, man. I did not check email and I did not check social media until I was done with that article. And then I got on the email, replied to what I needed to, and then got back off. And then my productivity was pretty good again. But it's a huge killer to, to keep 
jumping back on that stuff. There's clients that I talk to and they can't even, they can't live without their phone. They can't live without checking Instagram one last time before they go to bed. It's like, if you want to get better, I'm going to help you. But I fired clients for not listening because if you're not going to be dedicated to yourself, how am I going to help you? You got to stay away from these, these brain stimulators. If you can't sleep, you, you should be staying away from things that are going to be stimulating your sleep or preventing you from sleep rather, you know? So, um, a little bit of a tangent there, but hopefully helpful advice. No, totally. And then, and then just a little add on with that, there are means if you absolutely need to be getting online for whatever reason, or just have in front of a screen, get blue blocker glasses is something that, I mean, you're going to look like a total freak, but it, I think it's absolutely worth it. Um, there's another site that, or uh, app that I have on my, my computer, which I try to shut my computer down, you know, but you know, before like nine o'clock or whatever, but if you got to have it open, uh, F period L U X is a really fantastic app that I use that it'll actually, um, change the temperature, or the color of your screen based upon the time of day. So once the sun goes down screen temperature or color reduces, blocks out the blue lights, all that stuff that ends up you know, wigging your brain out. Yeah. I use flux on my computer. I use twilight on my Android. Um, there's another app called Easy Eyes that also takes all the blue out of your out of your phone. I'm not sure if iPhone has any. I was using Easy Eyes for a while, um, but I personally love uh, Twilight because you can adjust the intensity of the removal of the blue light, so you can make your screen like super red, and then you can also adjust the actual brightness. So not just the amount of blue, but the amount of brightness. And I dim my screen to almost nothing at night. Uh, super super helpful because i'm on my phone at night more than my computer and uh, i was i mean you look at somebody's face it's they're lit up like a light bulb you know so uh to kind of remove that light was pretty helpful too yeah totally and then is there with stress and its relation to actually like what's happening in the brain you know they say you know cortisol or stress you know it's like the, the silent or inflammation is a silent killer which is a product of stress and all that is there you know what's is there anything can we go into that a little bit as far as like what is stress doing to us at like a biological level well, it's killing our hippocampus, our hippo, our hippocampi. Rather, there's two memory centers in the brain. They're pretty, pretty central location in the brain, and these are for memory formation. This is what commonly breaks down in Alzheimer's patients. Your hippocampi. Uh, this is why you forget where your keys are. Uh, this is why you're constantly forgetting people's names. The inflammation of the hippocampi is some of the first sort of effects of cast the cascade of effects that happens in you know brain degenerative diseases like that so uh the main thing is that you have to understand with this is just that stress kills kills it and uh, like we mentioned stress is in many forms so you really just have to incorporate stress management i mean it's just it's of the utmost importance but i mean that's sort of the biggest effect what it's doing is it's basically eating away your brain. Uh, I have a friend that sort of describes it as, uh, I have a friend who has a friend who, I know how that gets weird, but uh, who looks at, who actually looks at brains and someone that has Alzheimer's disease, for example, they're going to have a hippocampi that look like Swiss cheese and it's not supposed to look like that, but the stress and the degeneration you know, from inflammation or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's basically eating holes in it. So, uh, very, very serious. And it's a huge problem, man. This isn't just a, a podcast topic where people are like, Oh yeah, stress, you know, fun. No, it's like, this is a big deal. This should be one of the biggest and most important things that you focus on in your entire life. I don't care how clean you eat paleo. If you're stressed, you're in bad trouble. And I know that because I just wrote my second book, stress solutions on it. And I, didn't just write it because I'm an expert on stress. I wrote it because I lost 20 pounds of muscle because I was stressed and I didn't put enough attention and care into dealing with it. I just I just kept letting it go. Oh, it's no big deal, you know. Just one more workout or one more article or one more email. Stop. You got to stop. This is a big deal. Yep. And uh, in the age of information, everybody just hears something and they're just like, oh, it's just no big deal. It's like, oh, just another stress episode. It's like, no, it's not. This is, this should be a wake up call for you. If you want to make it to age 80 or further and you want to have your brain intact, the modern world is so far different than even what your grandparents experienced. And even some of them are experiencing Alzheimer's disease. Of course, there's many different reasons, heavy metal toxicity, things like that. 
but we have never experienced chronic stress like we do today and this is a killer and uh, it's very scary to see the effects that are already happening but I mean think of social media the instant connectivity that we have we really 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 have to prioritize stress management it is my number one thing almost before diet in some people because they just have such an unhealthy relationship with it so sorry to uh, do a little rant there but (laughs) no rant man that's the the best (laughs) but but it's it's much needed and uh i'm really starting to start taking a more aggressive tone to even my own podcast because i'm sick of this little um sort of like fun like Uh, you know and just kind of lightly hit topics I'm like yeah it's important you could do this and here's a book for you to read and here's a book for you to buy and here's a program it's like dude give people what they need you have to go outside you have to reduce your stress you have to cut the negative people out of your life that are bringing you down and telling you you're not worth anything get them out of your life there's life is too short for that and i've removed plenty of friends and i will continue to to add and remove people as needed if they're not serving me and that doesn't mean that's not that's not selfish that's taking care of yourself because there's a lot of anchors already on your life whether it's bills financial stress whatever and if you have somebody in your ear saying oh Aaron you're a nobody man you're worthless you're never going to be this you're never going to do that oh you're weak you know whatever get them out you don't need them right you know you are perfectly powerful enough to do whatever you want and so many times people compare themselves to other people and that's a stressor in itself you know so be yourself be proud of yourself be proud of who you are you're a unique individual take that and use it to your advantage there is no one else like you exactly in the world and and that's a real true blessing that's beautiful man and so this is this is going to be a big tangent here but um yeah i mean i i completely I completely resonate with what you're saying with that. And then I think that often what's happening with us, especially with the modern age, is we're starting to connect with these, you know, these digital friends, you know, and it's it's like, I kind of make the joke sometimes, like the more Facebook friends you have, the less actual friends you probably have, you know, because we we end up spending so much time. And like you said, that, that instant gratification, and I'm completely guilty of this. I mean, today, less than like a month ago. But, you know, it's that whole dopamine response and that whole like, oh, I got a message. Someone cares about me, you know, but (laughs) just because you got some notification on your Facebook doesn't really mean that you're connecting with the human race. And I think that oftentimes what we end up missing out on is like eye contact, man. Like one of the biggest things that I can that I've done that's that's improved my day to day is checking out, examining the eye color of everybody. You know, when you when you go up and you you know say, Hi, how are you doing at the grocery store? Like, what color is that person's eyes? If you didn't know, you never actually looked at their eyes. You know, I think little stuff like that, just saying hi to someone, you know, like at 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 a at a biological level. Uh, this has huge implications and it's so easy to neglect this stuff because it's free. You know, it's like if I didn't spend forty nine ninety nine on some magical supplement, it probably doesn't work. That's total yep. BS. You know, oh, I, amen, dude. Amen. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a cool, that's a cool little tip, man. There's a lot of beautiful eyes out there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, I preferably, I prefer to, to look at women's eyes, but, um, <laughs> I mean, good Lord, there's some beautiful eye colors out there. I mean, even that enough is just, uh, it's great. I love it, man. That, that's that's great. I'm just, I, I can't think of anything else to say, but that's great. Yeah. And then one of the other things that, you know, so just before I got on the call with you, um, I went off and did this, you know, little exploration thing around my neighborhood and found, real, finally realized that there's a you know, big river, like, right behind my house, which I've, I've been in this place for a short amount of time, but uh, it's, you know, getting out and exploring, you know, the full movement potential of my body, man, that has more of an impact than any cup of coffee ever will have. In fact, oftentimes, you know, what I will feel and many others, you know, if we're feeling kind of down and you drink some, you know, mate or coffee or whatever you're into, um, oftentimes you'll end up just kind of having this crash because what you didn't, you didn't need an, an artificial stimulant. You needed to stimulate from a deeper level. You, know, you needed so, life. You needed life, man. <laughs> yeah. Where you know? are you located? 
I'm in Bend, Oregon, which is a pretty lifey place. Oh, okay, nice, man. Yeah, you know, but but one one of the things that I noticed that I just I've, I've, I'm trying to just get this message out to as many people as possible is explore your body at the deepest level that you possibly can. You know, every day is an exploration. Every moment is an opportunity to get better in your body. It's not just about getting the top supplement or you know what checking your Facebook message. Like all that stuff is just bonus. You know, it's, 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 it's about getting in a deeper level. And one of the things that I'd like to talk to you about is your actual movement practice, you know, and how, what do, what do you do to keep yourself in, in, in physical shape? And then obviously as you're doing that, I'm sure you're, you know, you're thinking about how this is impacting your mind. Do you have any kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, I just like to get outside, man, to be honest. I mean, I like lifting weights. I like to get into the gym. I love lifting heavy weights. I prefer to do dumbbells. I love lifting free weights. It's just, it's fun. I love it. It feels good. Um, But also, I mean, I love to just throw on my boots and just go for a hike in the woods, man. And uh, I actually live around a pretty good little patch of woods here. I heard some coyotes the other day. That was pretty interesting. They were kind of hooting and hollering and just connecting to that it's more invigorating than anything in the gym. I mean, the gym's just a very sterile, non-human environment, and I like lifting weights in there. I'm still going to do it, but as long as I balance that out with a healthy dose of the sound of wind and birds, then I'm okay, and I love water. you got to look this place up. I went to Pedernales Falls State Park. My wife took me there for Valentine's Day, Uh and it blew my mind how huge it was. And I told her I'd been in kind of a mental funk lately just because I'm kind of overwhelmed with all the work I've been doing and kind of overscheduled myself, you know, with clients and things like that. And she pulled me out to this place, and my mind was just blown instantly. And it was like what I needed to pull me out of a funk, you know. So sometimes, the best thing for you to do is not just to go hide in your bed, even though you feel like it. Sometimes you may just need to just take that one little extra trip and just jump in the car for 45 minutes and head somewhere cool that you've never been. And that may be enough to just blow your mind or I can't think of a better term, but that may be all you need to pull yourself out of a depression. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's, you know, I've, I've like, you know, move movement is my that's my profession you know that's what i do for a living is teach people about functional movement and actually combining that with hands-on work as well you know one of the things that i i I talk to people about is the exact same thing you're saying you know you find complexity in movement through playing you know if you're not playing and playing is a big deal you know if when we get to that point of play that means that things are going all right at a deeper level Uh, you know that, that means that your most of your bases are covered it's time to play you know, but oftentimes we don't get to that point, you know, and I, I use a gym for pretty much for, for deadlifts, squats, and some stuff like that, where it's like, I don't have hundreds of pounds lying around in the woods, you know, but beyond that, I think that the more that we can just get back into that, that, you know, the dynamic movement and that, you know, that adaptability that we get from just playing in the woods, and then not to mention all the electrical aspect, you know, the connection with the earth, which that's something I would really like to pick your brain. I don't want to take too much, too much more of your time, but I know that you have been doing some pretty cool research into just like what's happening with our connection with earth. And that I was going to ask about grounding, but that's going to be a separate question. So is, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I mean, it's important. It's a no brainer that we need to be connected to the earth. We're not meant to live inside of boxes. That's an amazing fact. We are not meant to be in a box. We go in our car, which is a box with wheels, to the office, which is a box. And then we usually eat out of a box. And then we – I don't know where we got this obsession with boxes. But but anyway, so yeah, I mean you have to be out in the the natural environment. It's just no question. It's by far one of the best things you can do for your health. I don't care if it's cold. Bundle up and get out there. I worked outside – in freezing sub-zero temperatures, shoveling snow off of you know a park bench because I worked at a park, and and I loved it, and it was and it was great, and I was fine. Was I freezing cold? Did I have to jump in the truck and turn the heater on and use hand warmers and feet warmers in my boots? Yes, but did I make it? Yes. Did it make me a better person? I'm not a perfect person, but it sure as hell made me feel better, you know. So really, 
understanding that the human body is an amazing thing and to just live a homogenized, you know, homogenized, uh, pasteurized lifestyle is really sort of unsatisfying. And so many people are seeking out information because they're, they're empty. Why are they empty? They don't have a connection to the world. They're not living for anything. You're just working and you're just eating. You've never saw where the food came from. You're disconnected on all levels. Yes. Get back to the earth. It's so simple. Just get outside if it's too cold, put on some boots. You don't have to ground yourself if you don't want to right now. But just get out there and, <laughs> and spend time in the woods. There's so much science. Here's something for people to look up. If you're a PubMed geek and you like science, uh, if you'd like to pick up Stress Solutions in my book, you can. But if you just prefer to see the science behind it, then go on PubMed and type in forest bathing and you'll find tons of results. A lot of them coming out of Japan where they're seeing up to a 50% or higher reduction in cortisol levels Mm. from spending time in the forest as well as a 53% boost in immune system function. And even after a month after you head back to the city, they're finding even a 23% boost of the immune function. So essentially what that means, go spend time in the forest at least once a month and you're going to be preventing yourself from sickness. Cool, man. Yeah, I couldn't, I absolutely could not agree more. Um, If you had, if you were able to go back to a younger version of yourself, is there anything that kind of like, what kind of advice would you give for yourself and for just, you know, folks in high school or college or kind of like making it through and so many people are just like eating ramen noodles, sitting in a desk all day and then getting back to, you know, Twitter and whatever it is throughout the night, finishing their homework and waking up and do it again. Like, what would you tell yourself? Well, Life is a paradox. You can be, everything can matter so much, right? I mean, everything I say can make or break my reputation, right? Every little thing I do could matter so much. But at the same time, it doesn't matter at all. And I could go outside and scream my head off and maybe or maybe not, no one would even hear me and no one would even care. Mm. And you're in charge of your life. If there's someone that's bringing you down or you're in a crappy job that sucks, everyone says the same thing. Get out of that job. But I wish I would have told myself to do that sooner. I worked at UPS for two years to pay for my college. I ended up injuring my L4, L5 in my back. And I was angry. And I was angry I should have been angry at myself because I was the one sticking it out, but I wanted to pay for my college. I didn't want debt, you know, so I was kind of torn torn between what to do. But if I would have gone back, I probably never, to be honest with you, this may be a little bit controversial or uh, I don't know what you call it. I wouldn't say depressing, but college is sort of a waste of time. <laughs> I mean, I have friends with master's degrees, yes. Are some of those master's degrees in, like, philosophy and and different silly stuff? Yes, but I have some friends that have engineering degrees that still can't find a job. So don't assume that the path that everyone else takes is going to be the path that you should take. I mean, I was the guy in class who I didn't want to raise my hand in high school when the teacher said, do you want to go – or who's going to college? I didn't raise my hand, and everybody, like, laughed at me. And now I have friends that have degrees – that are coming to me for for business advice. Oh man, I want to help coach people. You know, what do I do? And it's like, dude, you've wasted the last five years chasing advice from the 1980s, and now you're thirty five, forty thousand dollars in debt, dude. You got a lot of digging out of the hole to do before you can even think about starting your own business. You know, so uh, I guess kind of where I'm going with this is just you have to do what feels right in your gut. I mean, just because society or school or your mentors or whoever, just because they tell you something's right, sometimes you just kind of got, got to go out on a limb and just trust yourself. I mean, I had Dr. Mark Hyman. He's one of the most like respected doctors in the world for functional medicine. And, and he told me one of the most important things he's ever written was to stop listening to what people tell you and stop believing things that people tell you. Now, he was kind of talking in the context of health, like, oh, you're not ever going to get better. You can't reverse this disease, etc. But just taking that advice and applying that to anything – Sometimes the voice in your gut is way more important and way more right than what somebody says just because they have a little bit of gray hair. Sure. 
Yeah, man. And that's, you know, that's, it's, it's so funny how everything overlaps because this is the same thing that I talk to people on literally on a daily basis about, you know, is that we end up sterilizing our movement the same way that we sterilize our food, the same way that we sterilize our career choices and our, you know, our college choices or our career path. You know, and I think that what people need to get back to is passion. You know, if you if you don't have if your life should be sensual, your life should be passionate, your life every day you should feel it. You know, and if you don't, you're seriously missing out on on on, on the whole point of the whole thing. You know, and I think that that oftentimes we end up making all these choices. It's kind of like you know fitting into the box thing, like you were saying. You know, and it's like just fit in, and everything will be okay. And that that fitting in, eventually, you are going to come to a point where you realize you're in a sterilized reality. You know, and now all of a sudden, you know, if you look at it from a food level, your digestion doesn't work. If you look at it from a movement level, you know, you you don't move right. You know, you you move like a box. You know, if you look at it from a career level, you're working in this job that you know you're dissatisfied with, and now all of a sudden you're going through a midlife crisis. It's all the same. You know what it is, man? It's like a, it's like a highly boring version of the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, All right, cool. Well, I don't want to take any, too much more of your time, man. Do you have anything else you'd like to say to people? I, I want you to, you know, you have amazing the the, the stress solutions book, and your your blog is fantastic. Um, your podcast is fantastic. I've, I have a ton of respect for you. Can you just give people a means of contacting you and finding your stuff? Well, thank you, man. Yeah, not just paleo.com is the website people should go to. Uh, I give away several different free guides for signing up for my newsletter there. One's called Calm Your System. It's like a 29-page guide that teaches you about your nervous system, what it is, how it works, and how to treat it right. Uh, so that's kind of a cool resource for people. And then they could check out my podcast, too. I mean, if they've made it this far, they obviously love listening to podcasts. So uh, check it out. I have over 100 episodes uh, you're going to be opening Pandora's box, so be warned and enjoy yourself, and uh, that's it. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate talking to you. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I loved it, and uh, this was a great time, man. Great interview, and um, you, you're a real dude, and, and that's going to take you. That's going to take you really far. Thanks, man. Likewise. See you, bro. See ya. Bye. Align Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I greatly appreciate your comments and your shares in iTunes. They determine the ranking and the visibility of the show, and they make me smile. So I look forward to reading those guys. Be sure to check out the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, you can find my blog. You can find this podcast, more information about the topics and the, and the uh, guests that we've had on the show. You can find hundreds of absolutely free instructional videos on self-care, functional movement, how to get strong, how to get fast, how to get exactly what you want out of your body. You can check out the online coaching where we work work out how to optimize your movement practice so that you can live optimally and pain-free for the rest of your life. As well, be sure to check out the self-care kit where it is as small enough to fit underneath the seat in your car. And it's like a physical therapist and a massage therapist all wrapped up into one package. I know you guys are going to love the website. I know you guys are going to get a lot of value out of it. And I look forward to hearing your comments. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. And remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Movement Medicine.